Okay, stop, stop, rewind. Before we get to good morning, and this question can only be answered by Apple's legendary crack marketing team. But especially, it's Apple's worldwide developer conference, WWDC. And this is how it all happens. Just got overexcited about some of the headlines. I can see memojis. Apple lives in the future, very literally. While we're getting iOS 16, they're finalizing the list of features for iOS 17. I just finished a meeting with the team. And what they'll need to support further out in iOS 18. It's a side effect of Apple being such an integrated company, which means not only do they have to shoot an arrow at a moving target, they have to shoot multiple arrows that all have to hit each other in a way that all of them end up smashing into that moving target. And that's why they start so early, years early, when Apple's head of software, Craig Federighi, meets with Apple's head of hardware, John Turnus, and head of platform technology, Johnny Saruji, so that if the iPhone three years from now needs to support ProRes video, they'll have a chipset with accelerator blocks that are capable of capturing it and storage controllers and SSDs that are fast enough to write it and everything all the way up to the camera app interface to select and present it, everything from atom to bit, from silicon to pixel. Marketing under Greg Joswiak, Jaws's team, pushes down features that they think are critical to staying competitive and relevant in the market. Even if those features aren't all that they can be, at least year one, they're looking across the longer arc towards year two, year three, and more, what they can build out over time. But Individual contributors can also push dream features and passion projects as well, which is where some of the absolute coolest ones end up coming from. You can now build apps for iPhone and iPad on iPad. And all of that, everything goes into the pile. So just as the current version of iOS or macOS or that year's software goes live, they start sifting down to what they can reasonably or more likely audaciously hope to ship the next year for developer betas today and public beta next month. And then it becomes nine or so months of living on internal, purple restored, basically red hot alpha builds until DubDub when they move on to the red hot beta seeds, which hopefully cool down at least a little bit before release. And not everything makes it. Sometimes things don't make it. Sometimes features are quietly pushed out to the next version or very publicly delayed until winter or even spring updates, and hardware is more malleable. We're introducing the iPhone 3G. And the iPhone 3GS. iPhone 4. From 2008 to 2010, Apple used the DubDub keynote to announce new versions of the iPhone. Stop me if you've already seen this. More recently, Apple's used DubDub to sneak preview developer hardware. Can't innovate anymore, my ass. The new iMac Pro, and it's incredible. How much are the wheels gonna cost? <laughs> How many do you want? I mean, yeah. <laughs> How many do you need? But also to push out anything that was too late for a spring event, if there was a spring event, which has mostly ended up being other Macs. We call it HomePod. Mostly. Phil Schiller, who still runs events for Apple and the App Store, and the other executives get all of that together. Every announcement that could possibly end up in the keynote and their people start working on the messaging that'll end up on the slides and in the show. And fun fact, 
even people deeply involved with one part of the keynote may not know a damn thing about the other parts, not until they actually watch the final keynote. I still don't know which it is. It could be either. Which is great for secrecy, if not always for launch feature interoperability. And then it's just a process of whittling it all down and down and down to fit into their around two hour time slot. You know, now we're like, get moving, get moving, get moving. Which inevitably means tentpole features get several long minutes. Object capture uses photogrammetry to turn a series of 2D images into photorealistic 3D objects in just minutes. And others fight for even a single slide or a line or spot on a slide, which can still mean the world to the team that worked on it, the developers who need it, and some of us who've been waiting a real long time for it and end up depending on it. We're also bringing picture in picture to iPhone. At the same time, a host of other groups at Apple are just scrambling to make sure everything is ready come event time. And that includes the event team, which in the before times had to secure and set up the venue, handle logistics for everyone at Apple, everyone attending, and every session, amenity, presentation, live stream, badge, registration, street sign, beverage, boxed lunch, jacket, and pin at the whole entire place. When they look at, but not touch, the main. And this year, for Apple's first hybrid event, that's everything for the streams, but also the thousands of people getting together for the first time in a really long time. Then there's Worldwide Developer Relations, WWDR, now under Susan Prescott, who works on all the labs in real life in the past and virtual still right now, making sure every developer can find who they need, where they need, and when they need, part tour guides, part traffic cops, and the evangelism team under John Galenzi, who famously put together the Apple Design Awards, the ADAs, but also so much of the event, especially in including filling the developer app with just everything possible during the week, everything in the sessions, which is the bulk of DubDub, helping all the designers and the engineers get comfortable presenting their features. Pretty cool stuff, eh? Then there's public relations, PR, who has to work with marketing, and all the key product people to not only figure out the messaging, but to handle all the media that they'll be coordinating for the event, basically a media event on top of the developer event, endless briefings with marketing and hands-on and interviews and demos afterwards. And while we haven't seen them for a couple of years, because the 2020s have been the worst couple of years this century, when WWDC was live and when it will be again, Apple retail is always there staffing the whole entire event, including getting everyone into the event. All of that, so when Tim comes out and says, Good morning, and welcome to WWDC. Or when Craig goes full-on dad mode. No. Every feature, every slide, every video, every product, every session, every lab, every detail, from the universe denting to the barely quantum realm readable is just ready to go with them. I think we've nailed it. For all of us to be watching and covering as always, but this year you can find out exactly how I'll be covering it because I've taken everything I've learned from the Apple Beat for the last decade and a half and running this channel and put all of it all together in a brand new Nebula class. I'm going over how I create my rapid turnaround reviews for when embargoes are super, super tight, how I get the most out of what limited prep time I have how I manage the production when there is no time, and all my best tips for editing on the absolute tightest of deadlines imaginable. And there's also low-spec gamer on high-spec content on a budget, 
Legal Eagle on how to sue like a lawyer, Thomas Frank's Business 101 for creators, as well as classes on music, writing, animation, travel, and so much more with new classes going live pretty much every week. It's for everyone who doesn't just want to watch our videos, but who wants to learn how we make them and in far, far greater detail than anything but a full-on Nebula class could ever allow. They're all masterfully produced and available for just 10 bucks a month or 100 bucks a year. And that includes the thousands of ad-free, sponsor-free videos already on Nebula and all the new videos coming out each and every day, including original, exclusive, extended and bonus videos that are only available on Nebula through our iPhone, iPad, Android, Android TV, Apple TV, and Roku apps, or on the web. And for the thousands of you who've already signed up for Nebula, including through CuriosityStream, it's just five bucks a month or 50 bucks a year to upgrade for classes. Just hit the button on the screen or the link in the description to sign up and start watching my class. Clicking on that link really helps out the channel and so does hitting up this video to see what Google stole from Apple at their last show and why I'm hoping Apple steals a bunch of stuff back at WWDC. Just hit up that video and I'll see you there.